welcome to Bad Work Stories Make Good. Emma and Karina are on a mission to stop those bad work stories. It doesn't need to be a place of drama and suffering. Work can be a place of honesty, trust and great energy collaboration. We take everyday situations and apply practical and kind strategies to improve them. Take what resonates with you and put it in your toolkit to use on your own bad work stories. And if you're new to the channel, we have an extensive back catalogue of work. So you can check it out and make sure that you get all the episodes. And if you subscribe, then you'll get notifications every time we publish. (laughs) Yay! So many thanks to those of you who have supported us uh, to achieve our mission. And it's really important that uh, we, we stop these bad work stories. So here we are. Here we are again for another episode. Welcome, Karina. And it's not just any episode, Emma. It's number 50. Yes. Wow. Wow. 50 episodes, Emma. Woohoo. How did we get there? 50 episodes. Amazing. Amazing. Well, it wasn't so long ago we celebrated our first um our first year, our first milestone, our first birthday. And now we are here at episode 50 as we close out for the year of 2023. Ah, yeah, end of year. So anyone who's been listening to us from the beginning, props to you. Thank you so much. And if you've been with us for a little while, uh, you know when we hit that zero, we flip it. And we flip from bad work stories into sharing good work stories right and we know there's a load of really good stuff happening out there it's just that our mission is you know highlighting the bad and then leading you through you know some stuff that can help you really stop that bad stuff but every 10 episodes we pause we flip and say you know what time to acknowledge the good stuff that's happening out here so not only do we have one because it's our 50th episode but we have three Good work stories to share with you and two of those are going to be from the you know from the world of work corporate work and they're going to come from emma and i'm going to share with you a some leadership stuff that i've been recently you know very curious uh, and inspired by coming from a popular tv series near you mm-hmm. called MasterChef. Mm-hmm. all right so emma let's kick it off so what's your first good work story you'd love to share with us yeah, so um, yesterday I worked with um, a client of mine and um, as I was stepping into this organisation, I, I was reflecting on the fact that leadership, uh, leadership of a culture and what makes a great leader lead an organisation to greatness and in fact in terms of that in cultural greatness, engagement in the people, the people side. And this client I've worked with now, Goodness me, I was going to say it must be over 10 years now and we've worked together in three different organizations um, and I was just really reflecting on the on on what the qualities are of leaders that like 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 Peter will name him um, who actually does lead organizations um, from the heart. Uh, very, very much so a heart based. So, so I was thinking I'm going to tune in today when I work with his team on how you know what what does he really bring um, that makes a real difference. Um, and you know the things like listening and connecting deeply. Um, 
he asks incredibly good questions, like very like uh, powerful questions, very, very deep and, and to the point. He just gets straight to it. Um, he is really approachable and humble. You know, he's the type of leader who isn't in an office. Well, most organizations have flattened out now, but um, even when I worked with him 10 years ago, he he moved out of an office and to sit as a CEO on the floor with the people way before it was a, a thing that leaders did, um, CEOs did. So he's really, he makes sure that he he's non-hierarchical. He, he wants to connect with everyone. Um, and one of the things we were talking about yesterday was the fact that he has breakfasts or coffee sessions um, with as many people in the organization as possible. He just reaches out and says, oh, should we have coffee? Or let's, let's, you know, I just want to hear what's going on for you. And, and then he brings that deep listening. So he's hugely connected and networked through the organization. Um, values, values are his thing. He's definitely lives by the values. He role models it for leaders and everybody else, um, and champions it. Um, and then mission centered. He, he definitely talks about the mission constantly of the organization. Um, he has a deep belief that being mission based is, um, you know, why people come to work. Mm. Um, and yet I really thought also, He's very commercially minded. Um, he's not wishy-washy. He'll make decisions. He'll gather, gather the input. Um, and yet he's decisive and says, right, we're going this way. So, um, and you trust and you feel, you feel confident, even if the decision is against what you might have wanted to have happen, you understand that he's taken it all on board and that it has been a considered decision. It's not just a decision that goes, no. It's my call. It's not an, in a dictatorial way. It's in a in a deeply connected, understanding um, way. So, so yeah. So that's my good work story. Working with someone like that really inspires you, <laughs> and really makes you want to. You know, you really enjoy you know going to work. You really enjoy the challenges that you're facing because you know you've got a great leader um, with you and and at your back. So. Um, yeah, are making incredible difference in organizations. So if you've got a leader like that, amazing. And if you've got those qualities as a leader, then you're also, um, you know, a star and you, and you will be developing great organizations. Mm. And I think the thing I would add to this, I'm, and um, I don't think you mentioned it, was that this organization is working with multi-million dollar investment, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. So this is a public publicly funded and um, like huge responsibility. Um, Absolutely. So we're not talking a very small family kind of, you know, size no. orientated um, organization. This is huge commercial and multi-million dollars. In, Absolutely. Kind of yep. So, yeah. Beautiful. All mm. right. So, so what about you? Yeah. What have you, what have you been? Well, you know, one of my guilty pleasures is, surprise, surprise, watching MasterChef, all right? <laughs> I admit it, and MasterChef. <laughs> Fantastic. Great and, show. Um, do you, you have it in New Zealand? Yes, we do. Well, we have, a, we have an Australian, we watch the Australian version, you so yeah. yeah. Version. Okay, cool. So I um, only recently started watching the Australian version and found it, you know, highly entertaining and very interesting around the behaviours. But also, I've been a long-time fan of what's over in the UK called, which is MasterChef Professionals. So, for anyone who's new to this franchise, it's um, you know basically the original was home cooks. You know, came in, 
aspired to be, you know, um, the master chef of whatever country you're in, and they go through a series of challenges in order to to win this award. And there's been multiple spin-offs. You know, there's young master chefs, you know, with teenagers. There's dessert master chef. There's the professionals, which is you know fully fledged employed chefs uh, coming in to compete against each other. And so. Um, I, I got inspired because it was kind of finals week for MasterChef professionals here in the UK, and then um, and then my actual godson is working with MasterChef in Australia at the moment, and um, was telling me, you know, he's loving working on the show. He's a real big foodie, and I, and I was just like really curious to understand more about the show. So anyway, I started watching it and stuff, and what amazed me was the in numbers of of leadership lessons and high performance lessons that are mm. actually in these kitchens mm. and you, know, you might poo-poo it or you know dismiss it but actually you know when we look at what is happening so let me kind of you know go through a few of those right so the amount of pressure that mm. uh, these people are under right so yeah. one bad cook you're out you're right there's constant pressure on elimination and you know thinking about that and the competition that we might face in business you know depending yeah. on what industry you're in. So it's kind of, you know, there are, there are immediate consequences to, to what you're doing. And yeah. the other kind of filter I was thinking about was flow. Like for those of you who followed us on flow or, mm-hmm. you know, your own independent study on that and experiences, it's like there's so many freaking flow triggers in here. You yeah. know, it's amazing. So there's high risk, right? You could go home at any moment and yeah. um, you have to think on your feet. You know, the, the pressure is absolutely, you know, intense. The standards of excellence mm. are huge, right? You know, the amount of um, challenges they put in front of these home cooks or, you know, the chefs in order. You know, we're talking cooking in Michelin-star restaurants, you know, where the standard is absolutely, you know, huge. Or if you're in the Australian system, I think they call them hats, um, mm. not stars. Um, you've got time pressures. There's teamwork challenges. You're dealing with the unknown, with uncertainty. You know, novelty, you know, there's, you know, different people come in and say, hey, you know, cook this or new ingredients. And and you get immediate feedback, right? Yeah. So, you know, you bring your, your dish to the front and you get judged. Yes. So you get immediate feedback um, based on, you know, how it's plated up, so the visual. Uh, excuse me, I'm just taking my jacket off, a little bit of a hot flush happening. Um, you know, so, you know, food talk. <laughs> the pressure's on. The pressure's on. The pressure's on. The heat is in the podcast. Um, <laughs> so literally, there is so much heat in these kitchens yeah. that the opportunity to implode, to have bad behaviours from team members or in the judges is hugely there. And I think we also kind of, um, if you're of a certain age, you would have also grown up in the kind of the bad boy, um, and typically there's one that comes to mind, you know, the Gordon Ramsay kind of um, chef, yeah, you know, like yelling, you know, I mean, he's 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 made a brand out of that. Right? It's almost you like know? the diva. It's almost like the diva, isn't it? It's like the chef will yeah. be, the head chef will be, like you know, sort of the pinnacle, the god in the in the kitchen. And everyone goes, yes, chef, yes, chef, you know, running around. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the, you know, his his, his um, leadership style is through fear, mm. right, in the, in the kitchen. Yeah. And what's really interesting, in all of these MasterChef programs, more, you know, I haven't seen all of them, obviously, but 
with the ones that I've watched, and particularly these high tested where they bring the finalists into Michelin star or hat added restaurants, mm. these chefs at the peak of their creative powers are reflective, they're polite, they're encouraging, they speak, you know, with, with rigor and firmness, but there is not one raised voice. Mm. There's clarity, there, you know, the, the kitchen is, is a piece, you know, while it's obviously busy, these places are calm, you know, and the, the focus is on the food and, you know, the energy is there for the food and the obsession with creating an amazing customer experience, right, that obsession. Mm. So, you know, it's that, that curiosity, that learning, and, and also really supporting each other, you know. So yeah. that whole culture and the, the, the way of being of these, you know, these, these leaders, you know, these, these chefs and the judges is, is, you know, like I thought really lovely um, reminders and lessons for us around um, leadership. And yeah. while, while there's country differences, so if you're, you know, you're used to the English system and then you look at Australia, yes, you'll see that the Australian culture is, is definitely more relaxed, the language they use, you know, there's more of a, um, a closeness and um, almost kind of like an American influence as well there. And the English is more formal, you know, everyone wears a white jacket to start with, in Australia you don't do that until the end. But, um, but there's that cultural variety in essence, which I really, really love. So my shout out to anyone who's looking mm. for something to watch over the holiday season. And if you're into food and you enjoy this kind of thing, is don't feel guilty about watching it. Get in there and look at it from a, you know, from a cultural and leadership perspective. You know, what, what mm. can you learn from that? I, I always love the input that the judges give uh, for the Australian one that I'm talking about is in terms of the encouragement and the input. It's like setting people up for success. So it's yes. not like, oh, let's see you fail. It's like, actually, what are you doing here? And, and have you thought about that? And look yes. it you know it sounds like it may be missing on this or have you thought about this so I really like the fact that it's not like oh we'll just leave you here because actually it's a disaster they actually input um early on mm -hmm. in the in the process so that the uh you know the chef for the contestant can actually go mm, okay I've just got this feedback I need to do something it's what you said about instant feedback you know that fast mm -hmm. but it's encouraging it's not allowing people to fail and I think yeah. that's an amazing yeah. lesson yeah. that we should all you know, take on board with our teams. Yeah, exactly. And even, you know, just to add to that, and one of them, um, one of the competing chefs, and this is a, a chef, you know, they have, they, they put the team, the new contestants up against a professional service team from a proper restaurant. Mm. And on the learning side of it, one of the um, home cooks had no idea how to basically do something, filleting this fish or something. So, so the chef of the, the proper, the renowned restaurant actually came around from his table, saw this person struggling. And even though they were going up against each other in competition and his reputation was on the line, he actually walked around to the other bench and helped this cook fill it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, wow, you know, that's the heart and the, the spirit of what we're doing here. It's not dog eat dog. Well, even, you know, sorry, dogs, I shouldn't use that example. <laughs> not eat dogs, no. <laughs> That, you know, like that, you know, go for each other. Um, you know, yeah. I win, you lose. This was actually how do we both win? How do we both win for the customer? That's right. And service, right? You know, at the heart of it is the service that you know that you're serving others 
and so you serve each other to to make the process work it's yeah. it's fantastic mm. so yeah so i just i really enjoyed it so yeah there you go that's amazing um we're at dessert we're at dessert masters australia at the moment so um you're watching these fantastic desserts come out and and you know honestly it's like well, i just go i can't i couldn't even imagine how to produce something like this <laughs> readable Incredible yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? yeah, all those skills that go into that, you know, and so, yeah, so mm-hmm. jump in there if you're looking for some some light leadership learning, mm-hmm. <laughs> some great, great cooking. So oh, yeah. back to you, Emma, you had another client that you wanted to share with yeah. us? Yeah, yeah, I wanted to share a coaching story and it really, in it rounds out for me where we started this year, where we talked about, you know, looking after yourself. Um, and we talked about, you know, are you uh, are you coming to work? And I mean, if you want to go back to um, episode forty nine, um, we do have uh, a recipe, a recipe, keeping on our cooking thing to follow to come back to you to, you know, ba- basically, where are you at? Where are you? And where's the care that you have for yourself? Your sleep, your nutrition, your connection, um, you know, your movement, everything. The foundations are really important. So. This client I was coaching this time last year, she was going through um, an organizational integration where her um, her um, separate organization was being merged into the larger um, parent company and the team was going agile. So there was a lot going on. She was uh, dealing with a high level of ambiguity and a high level of um, stress about, you know, with her team, trying to lead a team through when she wasn't clear what was going to happen and how it was going to all play out. So I was working with her in coaching and we were working on her values and her health and well-being to keep um, sane, to be honest, through what seemed like a pretty crazy process. And so I'd caught up with her recently and um, she just really thanked me about how and and shared with me how the process worked for her and how it was a lifesaver through this very stressful time and um she was sharing sort of you know how things played out um and I said to her so sounds like you've coped pretty well and she says well yeah I have and I'm surprised but I'm really excited that I have so you know Mm -hmm. she could have come through a very difficult year and be at the end, like a lot of us um, have been, you know, really exhausted and wrung out. But actually, she's coming through going, I'm looking forward to my break. I feel like I'm excited for the new year. It feels like I've faced into a lot of challenges and um, able to come out, you know, smiling and, yeah, I'm tired. She says, I'm tired. And, but, but I've got tools. She said, I've got tools and processes that I can use now that help me um, stay sane and and um, yeah bring me back to balance so mm. yeah so that was you know I just wanted to share that because um, we do talk a lot about the bad work stories but also to say you know this stuff works um, we know it we know it from our own experience and both of these all of these experiences that we've shared with you over the year you know are things we can help you with personally and professionally in your teams and your organization so you know we, we wanted to share the love and here we are at the end. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, and it is the end of 2023, people. Episode yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have a little holiday. Um, Emma and I are going to take a little break and we'll be back um, in 2024, probably we reckon around the end of January time. Um, 
but that you know if you are you know over your reflection time and you know as you come back into the new year if there's any bad work stories that are driving you nuts and you want our help to resolve it please reach out if you enjoyed our energy and our perspectives and you think your workplace or team would benefit please reach out and of course finally if you would love to join us live on the podcast woo, as a guest yeah. or um, you know, you have a specific uh, specialty or subject you want to discuss, um, please let us know. You can hop over to help at badworkstoriesmadegood.com or over to badworkstoriesmadegood.com as the website. So all of those details are in the show notes. And finally, I think it just means to say, hey, thank you. You know, thank mm -hmm. you thank for you. joining us. Yeah. Thank you for being with us this year. Thank you for all of that and everything you're doing as a leader or as a um, a team member who wants to make a difference um, in your team and reduce the suffering at work. Yeah, uh, for listening, you care. So thank you. Yeah. yeah, and we wish you and your loved ones a safe, a restorative, and happy holiday season. So happy from holidays. Bye. Bye. Have a great one, team. Bye. Happy holidays.